Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Texas as Madeline Strader takes home the weekly honors. Maddie hit a whopping 875 with a double, triple, 11 stolen bases, and 11 runs scored last weekend at the Ronald McDonald Tournament in Houston. Maddie and her Blaze 18 United team went a perfect 5-0. Awesome job, Maddie. Best of luck going forward. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with four-time ISC world champion and former Canadian men's national team member, Don Scott. Donnie has had a fantastic career in the game. To go along with those four ISC world titles, he's won three Canadian senior men's championships, named to the 2011 ISC all-world team, and won the 2012 Pan American Championships where he would take home the top pitcher award. We're going to talk to Donnie about getting a start in the game, attending the 93 Canada Games with Team Ontario, making the jump to the ISC circuit at the age of 29 with the Kitchener Hallman Twins, what it was like being named Team Canada in 2011, and much, much more. Donnie was an absolute beauty to chat with. Hope you and I had a blast chatting with him. Trust me, you're going to enjoy this episode. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good, man. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm freaking tired already. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing your face. I know, man. It's Jeez. It's enough over the summertime, what? <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. No, I'm glad to be back. Good guest today. Uh, absolutely. Donnie Scott. Donnie Scott. Donnie Scott. We got, uh, I listened to, to him on Dust Up with Hilly and Lolly and, yeah. and took a lot of notes from that. Like, yeah. I got to and probably touch on a few other things that they didn't cover. But That guy threw fucking BBs ridiculous it was unbelievable <laughs> it wasn't even fair and he had no problem just bringing it inside on you no nope, he would pin you just because yep yeah no you're tall i'm getting you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't say if you're pinning me but and that was another thing like you know this was another one that i got to hook up with in in Newfoundland yeah, Newfoundland, over exactly and, and, and line this up so which is great yeah absolutely i mean the, the ball the, community man it's fantastic yeah for sure always will be for sure it's all about 
paying it forward. <laughs> I got, I do have a little pay it forward story. Well, it's not much of a story. It's just, I'm just wondering what the limitations are to pay it forward I don't or, know, or, or where you stop or how it works. Cause here's my example today. You know, I, before I went to work, I grabbed my coffee at McDonald's, you know, it's $2 and 30 cents, yep. whatever it is. So I pull up to the, to the, uh, freaking drive through. There's two drive throughs. There's a Tesla beside me. I'm looking at it like it's pretty cool. It's an electric car. You're thinking about it. And there's a dude in it or whatever. Anyway, he does whatever he does. And I pull in behind him after I place my order for my one coffee. I get up to the window and the lady goes, oh, the guy uh, ahead of you paid for it for you. I was like, oh, shit. Well, that's super nice. So then you feel obligated to pay for the person behind you. Yeah. So I said, so that was $2.30. Don't forget. So I said, uh, okay, well, uh, what did the person behind me get? Uh, $4.15. So I was like, mm, okay. So I handed the lady a $5 bill, left her a tip, <laughs> pulled forward, took off. I felt good about doing it. The guy probably felt good about doing it. But then I'm thinking to myself, I just was going to spend two fucking dollars and 30 cents <laughs> and then have another $2 and 30 cents in my truck that I could get another coffee later. Right. But instead the people behind me <laughs> ordered $4 and 15 cents worth of food. <laughs> and I felt obligated to purchase the food for them or the drink or whatever it was. So then my question to that is, and it's happened to me before I told you, yeah. I was in another time and the person behind me had, I said, so what did they get behind me? $26 I was like, okay, thanks very much. And I just fucking pulled ahead, of course. <laughs> but even the $4.15 took me for a little loop. Right. I don't carry a lot of cash, a lot of change, yeah. and I didn't have enough coffee for the rest of the day. <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, the, the people that got up and were, they were like, oh, the guy had paid for it. Yeah. And they're like, I wonder if they're like, well, what about the person behind us? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope that does happen. I, <laughs> yeah. mean, I think it does in a lot of cases, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, where does it stop though? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pay over five bucks, obviously, but I did feel good about paying it forward and it was nice that guy did it. And yeah. not all people that own Tesla's are assholes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. And I have one more story I got to tell you, but oh. I, I went to my uh, my daughter's uh, boyfriend's game last night. He plays for Acadia University. And he's on fire too. Yeah. Well, they lost last night 4 nothing to Smooth. Smooth's ranked fourth in the yeah. country. They're a very good team. Shots were even. It was a good game. Liam played well. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, I went with my brother-in-law, Greg, and my nephew, Chase. Mm -hmm. Um so we get to the game in the in the new SMU Daphne rink, which is very nice. Oh, is it nice? Oh, shit. Well, compared to the other place, oh, the other yeah. place was, was like the nice coldest box. place on earth. <laughs> anyway, it's really nice. It's a nice rink. It's very, like, it's small, but the seats go all the way around and stuff. It's nice. So anyway, we walk in uh, after we pay for our ticket and walk in on ice level, and Liam's team is practicing, or they're warm up, warm up in that end. So, and it's always cool to watch, because they, they, these guys can play hockey, oh. man. Like the, it's, it's better than me, major it's junior. hundred percent. Yeah. And they're all men. Like they're all yeah. fucking smashing the shit out of each other too. So anyway, we stood down because my, my nephew really loves it. He's 15 or 14. Yeah. And we stood down and watched and they're firing pucks at the goaltender. Anyway, Liam comes in and takes a shot and I'm standing. I have my phone sitting on the dasher on the other side of the glass. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm to the right of the goaltender. Liam takes a shot, hits the crossbar, goes up and hits the mesh. Land goes between the mesh and the glass, hits me in the top of the head, lands right beside my phone on the dasher. Like, what are the shot fucking chances? Up. Like, yeah, my daughter's boyfriend <laughs> takes a shot, hits me in the fucking head. <laughs> anyway, it was hilarious. The goalie looked, turned around, looked at me, and he was fucking losing it. Like, did laughing. Liam, did Liam, Liam knew it? too. Yeah, he had a big old giggle. <laughs> and then I held the puck up and smashed it against the glass. But anyway, it was, it was pretty cool. That's amazing. I know. Like, what are the what chances? Are the yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, my God. Anyway, again, good hockey. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, unreal. Unreal. Well, it, I looked at the two rosters. There's only two guys that don't didn't play major junior mm -hmm. or in the AHL on those two rosters. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, 
I know firsthand well, that semester I had at Dow when I was there. Yeah. And when you fucked up, I, I, I like I practiced yeah. every day with them and I was way out of my life. I was like, holy shit, this yeah. is like so fast. Like I should, I was able to keep up as far as the skating goes, but yeah. as far as like, you know, being physical and everything. And, and yeah. I was like, oh, pfft, this is crazy. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I don't like about the university of hockey is the fact that when you're that skilled player, like that guy that's really good on the team, mm-hmm. you get the shit beat out of you. Yeah. And there's no retaliation. There's no retaliation. You, you can't fight. That's right. They have some big dudes too. Do they? They, oh my God. I mean, and it's dirty. It is super dirty. Is it? Like last night, one guy uh, behind the net, he played for the Kingston or uh, Kitchener Rangers, sorry, last year. Yeah. He butt-ended a guy right in the face, like right yeah. right beside the net. The guy went down like a ton of bricks, got up, skated off, and nobody could retaliate. You can't really do anything. Yeah, really. Anyway. See, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a game in, in years now, but- uh, You're going to have to go, man. It's still, I know firsthand, it's the best hockey we have in Atlanta, Canada. It is by far. Yeah. And they don't get the crowds like I, I wish they would. I know. Which sucks. Yeah. Because it's really good hockey. It's so good. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Anyway, enough about hockey and playing it forward. What else were we going to talk about? Probably the fact that, uh, oh, we're going to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball. Oh, right. And fuck the Yankees. I hope the Astros (laughs) kick the shit out of them. 17 Ks last night for them. I know, man. That's amazing. Verlander's like a fountain of use right now. Well, I saw a stat on him about uh, how good he was. He was then he was Cy Young. And then he fell off the table. He wasn't very good at all. Then he had Tommy John surgery, I think last year, as a 38-year-old. Mm. And now he came back this year, or maybe the year before. Anyway, he came back this year, and he's just on fire yeah. this year. Look who his wife is. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's incentive right and there. And of course, we're open for the Padres. Absolutely. John Trigger. Trigger. Yes, sir. Yes. They uh, they won last night. Todd Series up 1-1. Yeah. Actually, cool thing about that game was the Nola brothers going against each other. Yeah, that's First awesome. time in Major League Baseball history that with two brothers. That is awesome, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's funny, they kept showing their parents, like, yeah. the mom was definitely cheering for San Diego, and the dad <laughs> had the Phillies, <laughs> Phillies jersey on with his arms crossed, and <laughs> and he didn't want to give a high five, but, you know, as a parent, though, that's going to be tough. Like Tough, but how proud would you be, man? Oh, man, it's amazing. And the thing is, you know yeah. one of them's going to the World Series now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Amazing. Yeah. Uh don't think do we have anything else to talk about before? well we know that the uh, wbscs are coming up again they are yeah we're pretty excited about that definitely excited yeah, yeah. i'm very excited about it like i said uh, uh scope uh, sent me a text on sunday actually he was at the field with with patty pitching oh good yeah yeah i figured they the weather's been good going. enough for, yeah. to keep going too this, this weekend too this weekend's really freaking nice. beautiful yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna try um, to keep raccoons out of the canteen at the ball field this weekend yeah yeah um there was something else I was going to, uh, oh, about the uh, WBSE where I mentioned there last, last week, we're going to be doing a, a little preview show with, yeah. the, with the coaches, with, yeah. with Ron Julio, Julio and Ron Hackett and, and uh, Mr. Stewart, Mr. John Stewart. And yep. That should be a, that should be a dandy. Yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to hearing what they have to say, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing is for us is seeing what they're, the, you know, the mental plan is going into it. Yeah. And, and what the game plan is, you know, of course they're going to, they're probably not going to keep a few things under the table. Oh, I there would hope they would. Yeah. <laughs> they I follow uh, New Zealand softball on Facebook or on whatever the hell it is, whatever social platform it is, media platform. And uh, they are really getting geared up. For I guess this. they are. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be fucking good too. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I talked to Chopper and Damien there. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, they're definitely gearing up for it. It's, oh, yeah. it's the, the the Kiwis are are excited for yeah on your home to school. watch this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, like we said, Donnie Scott coming on the on the yep. podcast. Uh, man, this guy, this guy could throw the ball. 
yeah. definitely throw the ball. And, uh, you know, he's four time IC world champ, three time, pretty sure three time senior men's won a IC world, uh, all world team. I could, Did man, you I just fucking homework or I, I just blacked out there for yeah. a second. Yeah. When, uh, <laughs> like, oh, I see. <laughs> so I better have a sip. <laughs> oh, Definitely editing this fucking shit out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get to let's, Johnny dot. <laughs> let's get to Donnie Scott. <laughs> Yo, All right, here we go. We're happy to have on with us four-time ISE world champ, three-time Canadian senior men's national champ, 2011 all, ISE all-world selection, and former member of Canadian men's national team, Don Scott. Donnie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, pal. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. How's things going up in Ontario? I mean, we talked a little bit before we started recording here. <laughs> a little bit cold up there, what? Yeah, it's uh, been a little chilly this week. Highs of like 11 degrees. It hasn't been a lot of fun yet. Jesus. It's supposed to be nice this weekend, though. That's, hey, as long as it's nice on the weekend, that's the main thing, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's on the what's on the go right now? What's What have you been up to since ball season over? Uh, not a whole lot. I, I do uh, coach my daughter in uh, hockey, so I've been oh, doing nice. that. Yeah, we're actually off to Windsor this weekend for a hockey tournament, so... Nice. How's the, uh, uh, other than that, not a lot. I, I take a break for a while. I, I gotta start uh, in the next probably next month. I'll start doing a bit of uh, pitching clinics with some kids. And oh, nice. Other than that, I try to keep myself out out of the uh, ball scene for the winter. Right on. Right. On. How's the? Uh, what's it like having the coach's hat on in the in the women's hockey? <laughs> Uh, it's a little more relaxed than <laughs> one would think. Oh, really? I try not. Yeah. I try not to get too worked up over too much. Um, it's, it's, uh, a little bit of a lower level. It's not a, a A or double A or anything like that. Yeah. So the expectations are a little lower and, you know, have some fun and play the game. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't get fired up like, like the, you used to on the mound when the Kiwis would stick their chest out at you and, <laughs> Um, no, when it, it's kind of odd. When I coached the boys, uh, I didn't get through a lot of the games, but I've never <laughs> been released from one of the girls' teams yet. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep it calm for them. You don't want your daughter all pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> right on. So, uh, what was it like, uh, you know, getting back into her there? Cause you were, you were in the, played over at nationals in Newfoundland there. That's where we got to, uh, you know, talk a little bit and, and line this up. What was it like getting back and uh, playing in the masters? Uh, it was fun. Um, my biggest thing was, you know, I took three years off and mm. trying to get back at it was, uh, it's tough, eh? was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Uh, you know, your, your, your mind still says that you can do a lot of things, but the body just doesn't want to do what, yeah. what you used to be able to do. Yeah. So sometimes that gets a little frustrating for me. I feel like I should be doing more or doing better than yeah. what I am, but you know, sometimes I got to realize I'm 48 as well. So. <laughs> yeah, catches yeah. up to you in a hurry. How are the injuries? Like, yeah. how did you, how did you feel, leg wise, groin wise, hamstring wise? Um, I, I won't, at the start, it, it was definitely my legs. Yeah, mm. start yeah. of the season, trying to get back in, and my legs were tired. Yeah, and uh, I noticed that more than anything. My arm and shoulders and that wasn't horrible. Um, until I knew from that, and then, of course, that's when I came in with the arm issues, but, yeah, no, uh, 
throughout the throughout the season it was actually not too bad. That's good. I didn't throw a lot. That was the biggest thing. I'd throw a few innings here and there, different yeah. teams and and uh, you know, I coach my son's team as well, the U eighteen, so Oh good. That keeps me busy there. Right on. So who who uh who were you playing with leading up to, to Masters? Um so I, I I hooked up with uh, a Mitchell Mets team, and uh, unfortunately I didn't get to play up there as much as I wanted to because all our, my kids' team and that their schedule kind of lined up. Oh, so yeah. I missed out on a lot of uh, a lot of playing time there with right. with being with the kids. But my kids' team I ended up putting into a men's league this year. So I actually did throw a little bit with them at the start of the year when, you know, pitchers were not there or yeah. not not wanting to throw a whole pile at the start of the year. Right. Jeez, that's all right. You get in there <laughs> to show the young fellas how to, yeah. how to do it or what. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, that, that, that probably was my most fun of the whole year was the first game I went and played. And went and pitched with the kids' team. I got my son playing first base. Oh man! Yeah. I got a pretty, I got a pretty lippy team. They <laughs> like to chew at each other pretty good, so it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're yelling at me, "Come on, rookie!" You know this stuff, you know. <laughs> so it was, it was fun. Oh yeah. You, you hear, you hear your own kid going, "Come on, Dad!" And he almost says, "Dad," and it's like, "No, it's okay, but you don't have to tell me that." <laughs> yeah. <I'm going> <laughs> yeah, really. So, you know that was, it was pretty good. The, the the most awkward thing is, is when you go out to pull your pitcher and you got your ball glove in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going in now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty cool to play with. I mean, hope you'd know firsthand when oh, it's like it was, to play with Jake, right? Yeah, it was my favorite thing, I think, and that's why I kept playing. Was like I couldn't wait to play with my son. That was it's that was great for sure. Yeah, that was it, that for me. That put a big smile on my face, looking around and going, "You know what? This is fun. This is what it's supposed to be." Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then he chirps the shit out of me now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it's yeah, supposed exactly. to be. Old man now. <laughs> yeah. All right, Donnie. Well, let's uh, you know, let's go back a few years. Let's let's test the memory here. Um, let's uh, tell us about getting your start in the game. Uh, I started locally, just you know, literally a mile and a quarter up the road from my house, and uh, in Sebringville, and played when I, uh, I guess I started when I was about four or five years old, and yeah, probably four. Started and I started break pitching. My brother was a pitcher, right? So I wanted to be like him, and yeah. I started pitching, and then uh, thought, you know, I'm doing okay at this, and I started to go up different teams. Went into Stratford and played there. They were a little more competitive and a lot more tournaments. So got my feet wet there. And then uh, the one, uh, so basically, I don't know about you guys, but around here, there wasn't a lot of pitching instructing. Instruction? So I relied, yeah, yeah. Like hardly anything growing up. Yeah. Mm. So I relied a lot on my brother. You know, he's four years older and he could show me a lot of stuff. So I kind of picked his brain and made him catch me a lot. And, yeah, that's good. You had that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I know the one tournament we went to. He, my parents were going to a ball tournament, and uh, he had to take me. So I I threw. We won the game, and he got. I threw. You know, we're gonna go back have some hot dogs, that kind of stuff at the coach's house. He says, "Mike, how you are? You get your ass in the truck." He says, "I'm not gonna watch you pitch like that ever again." And we went right to the ball diamond. I like, threw an hour and a half there, and then went back to the tournament and threw another game. <laughs> That's awesome. So he was kind of the pushing factor on me getting better. 
Yeah, that's good. I that's good. At a, at a younger age, right? Yeah. So, did he actually? Did your brother go on to play any ball? Uh, he played with uh, Owen Sound, oh, okay, uh, Lex, and played in Aurora a bit. And, yeah, yeah. So he and uh, oh, where else was he? Toronto Aces for a while. Awesome. Right on. So yeah, he played. He played in the IC Loop for a while, and then I ended up getting lucky enough to get into it. So yeah. So he's yeah. obviously he was probably a pretty huge part in your development. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now what, what yeah, was the, uh, right. what was the back then? Like what was the ball scene like for you growing up? Cause I, I mean, whenever we talk to anybody from Ontario here, I mean, the ball scene back then, I imagine there was teams upon teams. Oh, absolutely. There was a ton of teams around here. Um, when we were younger, we, we did a little more traveling, but when we got older, we didn't really have to. So when I started playing like uh, junior and that kind of stuff, up the within half an hour of my house with our South Perth League, we had uh, twenty four teams in it. Jeez, holy shit! And I <laughs> and I didn't have to travel any further than half an hour when I first started. That's unreal. Holy yeah, God. it was it was great. Yeah. Wow. But even junior, like I don't know, like, you guys are about the same age. I don't know what your limbs were like, but for us there was 40 plus teams in, in the elimination tournament to try to qualify top two to go to Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a brutal gruel just to get out of Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely didn't have anything. Like that. Fuck no. <laughs> Not even close. We had, we had two, three, maybe yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still a lot yeah. like that in Ontario too, if I'm not mistaken. Cause I know that, uh, well, it's down a ton now. Yeah. Down a ton, but there are, there are different pockets where there are a bunch of teams that are, are playing type idea, like kind of hotbeds of, of softball in different areas. Yeah. There's still the certain areas that yeah. it's not bad. I mean, my son's team, our eliminations, we had, uh, 13 teams was all we had for the midget eliminations. Yeah. And then uh, I think the year before there were 17. Oh, okay. So, or, wow, sorry, not the year before, before COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. So COVID definitely took a bit of a hit on some players playing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh. They found out that it was fun going to the beach and checking out the girls. <laughs> and said, you know what? I think I'm going to do this instead of playing ball every weekend. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Like, Fucking COVID. It is, yeah. yeah. Fuck. I do like girls though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't exactly blame them. No, that's right. No, no, that's gosh, right. No. Um, but yeah, our cerebral team, we had a lot of success. Um, we never had, I mean, I wouldn't say we had the best team on paper, but uh, we were all best friends. Yeah. So, you know, that goes a long way. We knew, yeah, absolutely. We knew exactly what everybody was doing and what they wanted to do, and we just did it. And it was fun. And, you know, I played that. Well, till I went to the ICs, like we played intermediate ball and we had a blast. Yeah. yeah. Was there anybody, you know, growing up there, like in your early days, was there anybody that you grew up with that would, uh, you know, go on to, you know, have, have success in the game? Uh, so like Jody, I lived, we used to get together a lot when we were kids when we were, we only lived about a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half from each other. Oh, wow. So two of us would get together and play all the time. We played club ball together and then uh, like Dale Levy. Um, he was another one in Bill that we always played together against each other a little bit when we were growing up. But mm -hmm. once we got to junior, we, we played together all the way through. And then, uh, you know, it was just, like you say, it was just a lot of fun. Everybody was 
buddies. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Well, that, man, that's what the, that, that what's make makes it best go to the ball field is, oh, you know, fuck yeah. being Hang able to play with buddies. you guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was just, you know, it was a joy and all the wives and everything else. They always came to everything and girlfriends. I mean, everybody was welcome. It's just like a big family, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's and, awesome. And we basically took that to the Kitchener team as well. Like I played Kitchener eight years and, it was a huge family affair there too. And everybody got along. It was just, it, that was there. See, for me at the senior level was mm. probably the biggest family team I played with. See, and that that's one of those things that goes a long way. Like as far as, you know, making it easier for, you know, for you to go away on weekends is when, you know, when, when the wives are incorporated into it because they're like, Oh shit, well we can do this too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot less, uh, complaining yeah <laughs> i think that's kind of what randy was trying to say yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just trying to be nice about it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's for sure um but yeah we had a lot of a lot of good coaches going going up through when i was younger and you know try to develop and do those things and but yeah it was just i don't know it was just fun all the way through right on let's talk about the 93 you came to games because you you attended that correct yes i did yeah, yeah. First, uh, so I, first, I got, I got the a, first time. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. That I had a pitching coach. Oh, really? Okay. It was team Ontario. That's the very first time that I actually had oh. somebody that was an actual pitching coach. Wow. I got to ask about the, the, the tryout process for that team Ontario. Like how long is that tryout process? Cause imagine there's a lot of athletes trying out. Uh, there was, yeah, it was invite only. Oh, okay. Um, so everybody that got there was was invited there okay and it was uh it was a friday saturday sunday tryout okay so you're basically on the diamond 24 <clears> 7 <throat> for three days yeah now not just always playing like we have we'd have different skill developments and and uh so they could see where you could do and what you could do and different things like that and then uh yeah it was just you know inner squad games inner squad games and so that was the first time i actually Got chewed out, I guess, by a coach. Oh yeah, I went out and, and uh, I know the batter that was up, and the catcher called his pitch, and I'm like, no way! So I'm trying to make this team. If I throw that, he's hitting it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm shaking my head, and he throws it again. And I was like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> Pitching coach walks out. So uh, why are you shaking your head? I said, well, I don't want to throw that pitch. I said, if I throw that pitch, he's going to get hit. It looks bad on me. Right. He goes. I don't care. You don't shake your head. And he just kind of went up and down me a little bit. And wow. I didn't really shake my head much after that. I basically <laughs> let the catchers call the game. And well, that was about it. Did you get a hit? Kind of a, <laughs> yeah, you got a hit. He, I, it was Jody. I hit some freaking drop all the way out like a ton. Like, oh, it was Jody. You should have just fucking yeah. drilled him. That would have taught the coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jody, this is coming at you. Jody, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was good. I mean, it was, it was uh, the first time I really got an experience of, of something other than club ball, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's when I got my feet wet of, hey, there's more out here than just what I'm doing at home. Yeah. So what do you, what do you remember most about the games? Cause that was in Kamloops, BC, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The atmosphere there was, was second to none. Like, it mm. was unreal. Surrounded by mountains, your oh, yeah. ballpark there, and then you know, like basically, we're, we're ninety three, so we're 
19, 18 years old. And uh, everybody's staying on their own, but curfews, you couldn't do a whole lot. Yeah. So there, there was no going out and no, that's true. Not getting home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty strict, you know, meal regiments and and different things like that. But back in those days, it was huge on uh, on trading. I don't know if you guys did a lot of that, but you used to trade like jerseys yep. and hats. And yeah, coats yeah, and all that. yeah that's Everybody, right. everybody yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. I think I. I still got. I I didn't do much trading there because I thought Team Ontario stuff, but it's so much fun because you kind of know a few of the people that you're playing against different yeah. tournaments, different areas. And so, I mean, it, it's kind of like growing your family, right? Like softball is a pretty small, oh, close knit sure. group. And once you get in it, it's, it's really hard to get out. Oh, it is. Yeah. And we always talk you about really that. Don't, you really don't get out really. I mean, you can go anywhere and you see somebody that you play ball with instantly. You can go and have a conversation with them. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 That's what we love about it. You know, so there was a lot of that, a lot of new friends making, you know, different connections throughout Ontario that you played against all these people and then you get to finally play with them. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. The, uh, you mentioned the trading there. I remember in 97 Canada games, I, I traded my, my opening ceremonies jacket with a guy from BC for one of their jackets. I don't, I forget. I don't know if it was their opening ceremony jacket or anything, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but you now I have it? now I don't know where it is. <laughs> well, I well, so same year '93, and our female team qualified for the Canadians, the Junior Canadians. So we, I went from Kamloops, BC, and so did my grandparents. Actually, my nice. grandparents drove the motorhome to to BC. Oh shit! <laughs> watched the game of games, and then got in their motorhome and drove clear across Canada to Summerside PEI. The Canadian. Shut <laughs> up. Holy crap. That's awesome. Yeah, Holy they were there shit. when we pulled in. It was unreal. Yeah. What? That's yeah. A lot of driving. That's awesome, though. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. So that was pretty cool for me that, that they would do that, you know. And uh, they took the motor home and they used the whole week to get there. So it was, I was only home, I think, for four days and then back on a bus and over to PI. And, wow. And I that was your time of trading things. I got uh, Sean O'Brien's coat. Oh yeah. So to this day, I traded his new coat for my uh, Ontario coat. Oh shit, that's funny. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Holy cow. Have you have you been to the Goofy Noofy Rob's Rob's bar there? And uh, uh, I have once. Uh, he wasn't there though. Oh shit. Yeah. No, I, we were actually there for a hockey game in Vegas, so I stopped and grabbed some had supper after the game. Nice. Right on. Yeah, they the stuff they post online. I'm like, man, that that shit looks good. Like Yeah. yeah. Looks so yeah. good. Yeah. 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 I Jeffs couldn't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned that uh that wait, that junior nat was your first junior nats was that in Summerside or was that in Newfoundland? Uh Summerside. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, well, uh, that was ninety three was the first time I went there. Okay, How, what do you what do you remember about that one? Um, that one there was tough. I, we figured out that you know this ball everywhere is pretty damn good, <laughs> and it was it was hard on the hard just to make the 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 transition from what we're used to to something different. The guys play different game, you know. Ontario kind of played a game of really not a whole lot of small ball. And then you go somewhere else and you're getting a lot of small ball and you have to make a big adjustment mm. on how you're defending it. Right. And it was a big learning step for our team for 
for the way you know different provinces play the game. Yeah. Yeah. I I do remember giving up a big ass home run to uh, Scotty Evans though. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Summerside. They got that wooden picket fence. And oh yeah. Good year, that. 150 feet over that sucker. <laughs> Damn near hit the house across the road. That was an awesome ballpark, man. Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth Park. Yeah. That was so, oh, yeah. man. That was such a good. Yeah. Yeah. They were beautiful parks. I love them there. Yeah. And they don't even use them anymore. Yeah. No. It's awful. It's not even being used, unfortunately. Um, oh really? No. Not at all. There's no men's ball. Well, there's a little bit of men's ball in, in uh, Charlottetown. Just older guys right now. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah, it is too bad. So you get down with the junior ball. Um, tell us about the in-between, you know, from from then until 2003 when you joined Kitchener. Because there was a 10-year span where you're pretty much playing intermediate ball, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I, I Honestly, I probably would have played intermediate ball my whole life if I didn't get well Dave Bailey and, and Doug Eight and uh Brian Steary, they they basically took our Seabermill team and approached Jim Hallman about starting over with the Hallman twins. Because mm-hmm. they hadn't had a team for a lot of years. So and our team like I say, our Seabermill team was good. We had we had really good players on it. We did really well. We won the NAFA in uh 2 so that was the year that they approached Jim after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we basically took our Seamville team and a couple other guys and went to play IC. Wow. But I played I played my whole time, basically, from junior to going to Kitchener out of Seamville. Wow. So, I mean, like, all that, all those, was there, like, was the opportunity there or were you just content playing locally? Uh, I guess I was content. I never really reached out. Um, I mean, I knew it was out there. I just didn't really. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I looked at it like, you know what? I'm having fun, and what what do I what do I need to go play that for? And yeah. But so when we're playing in league, you get Doug Levy and a bunch of different guys that played like in the IC loop at that time. Yep. Still played in our in our South Perth league. So anytime I played them, I was like, okay, so. I know who you are. I have to try a little harder here. Yeah. <laughs> so I always wanted to see if I could, if I could play and if I could do well against those guys, then okay, I think I can make that step. So I always pushed myself through league. Once I seen, you know, like Dale Levy coming up, Doug Levy coming up, for example, those guys. And I had pretty good success against them in league. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So like say 2003, that's when I got into playing high sea ball Man. i was pretty late in life i was 29 years old yeah yeah that's, that's incredible uh, that's crazy when you think about it really i mean <laughs> it really is but uh, yeah going back to uh the south perth league what how like how often did you guys play a week was it like you know one um two? usually a couple times a week yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that would be you know our, our minimum and then but our junior team, we played a ton. We played every yeah. single weekend from yeah. start of May till the end of the year. Yeah. Now, did you I guys? Think we only would have one off. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, being that <laughs> when you're that young, I mean, that seems like the the norm now, as far as you know, getting guys developed and everything. But yeah. uh, but I mean, with the like for you guys' leg, did you guys have? Did you guys run tournaments at all or anything like that? Um, yeah, we, when I played intermediate, we were still in tournaments pretty well, 
we'd probably do about five or six a year. Oh, wow. Wow. So you're yeah. still getting a lot of ball in, though. Oh, yeah, a ton of ball. Yeah. And I still played. Like, I used to travel to Texas and play there. I played it with Baltimore. Um, so the, the one summer I said, I'm going to keep track of how many ball games I pitch in. And because I was playing, well, that was in 93, I think I was. So the team Ontario and then my local team. And then I played with a uh, team in Texas, I played for two teams in Toronto. And I physically pitched in a hundred games that summer. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> and so we played a lot. <laughs> wow. Wow. So the, the team out of Texas, would, were, were, would they like fly in and... No, he yep. hitchhiked Randy. I'd just fly in there, for, <laughs> I'd fly in there for, for the weekend. I'd usually get there Friday and I'd be at home Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Fuck yeah, off, Hope. Just fly in for a tournament. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 2003, like you said, Kitchener formed, which is pretty much your Sabringville team there. What? Uh, yeah, at the start. Yeah, yeah, at the start. So... I mean, guys obviously had to be at it because, I mean, that first ISC you guys went to in Kimberly, you guys finished fifth, I believe. Did you not? Fifth or sixth? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we actually had a pretty good run. I mean, we, like I said, we had a good intermediate team. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and to go into just, go into the ISC, so I mean, to be yeah, that high but up. You got to remember, when we were when we, when we first started going to the ISCs, that's the years that they were bringing in that uh, oh, the, the prom- top 10 played against each other oh so right you basically yes. wanted to be ranked below top 10 that's right too yes. you play you could play and let all the top teams beat the shit out of each other <laughs> yeah use up their pitching you know because yep. they gotta yep and you just basically tried to finish in that 11th spot or 12th because now you're playing the bottom of that division yep and you, you, you can work your way back to those top teams that's right. and now they're tired <laughs> So it was kind of an advantage for us for that reason, but no doubt, no doubt. Well, it must that must have been a pretty big eye opener for you though that first one. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. It was like okay, these guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> we got to I got to figure out some new pitches. So like, <laughs> yeah, but that was that was you know, and that helped us when I was young too. Yeah, because our coaches always put us in higher levels. Right. So when, when I was midget, we were playing men's. When I was and we're playing junior and yeah so i learned pretty quick that my one pitch rise ball wasn't gonna cut it when i was younger because it was getting an awful sore neck watching the ball go flying by me all the time <laughs> i know when the you're feeling. playing man <laughs> <laughs> i know the feeling done so yeah yeah so i was like okay so that's when i you know grabbed my brother all right yeah, I need to learn a drop ball. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now, I was doing my research. Obviously, I was, I was going through the the years of the I like 2004. Did you guys not qualify, or did you just not have a team? So 2004, I believe, is the year that we actually did qualify. Um, or that three? No, it would have been 2004. We were trying to go. No, 2002. We tried to go as a Super Bowl team, and we actually legitimately qualified, but we didn't play in the IC leagues. So they wouldn't let us in. Oh, okay. So we, we went to a qualifying tournament and finished second. Yeah. But 
in top two were supposed to go. But being we didn't play in the IC League, they basically voted us out and let the third place team in. Oh wow, Jesus! But, yeah, so that was kind of a kick in the teeth. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there was one year. I think so. 2004. I just went through the standings in in 2004, and and Kitchener wasn't on there at all. And I was like, "What the hell? Did they play that one year? Take it and take a year off to regroup for 2005? Because 2005, I mean, you guys had a big year. Yeah, 2005, we were good. Um, I'm trying to remember now. I thought we did go, but I guess we didn't. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, they, they have the qualifiers, but I couldn't imagine you guys not qualifying. Donnie, you're no Todd Martin, by the way. <laughs> Mar- oh my God! <laughs> he doesn't forget us. Fucking Marty knew with what pitch he threw and what <laughs> inning of. <laughs> oh. he, he is ridiculous for bringing up information <laughs> yeah. from the past. It's I unreal. Oh, shit, yeah. It's yeah. unreal. It's crazy. Yeah. The wind was I blowing at 13 knots. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I remember he was, when, when we had him on here, I think he was talking about 2006 when he was with Tampa Bay Smokers and it was the sixth inning of 3 2 count. Yeah. The wind was oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 13 kilometers count, an hour yeah. out of the West. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fries were on for right, two for yeah. a dollar. Yeah. 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 There were 62 people in the beer tent that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he's unreal. Oh you fuck know, yeah! I, ever. I've never retained any information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit, that's, that's good. Awesome. But, that's... Yeah, I, you know, I I honestly don't know what happened in two thousand four. Well, I'll be honest with you. If Randy had done his homework, we'd be able to know what happened. Man, in I tried. I was trying to yeah. look everything up, and I was like, nothing was coming. I, Did you, you know tried what? that I should thing have, called the internet. I should have just texted Marty. Marty, what happened in two thousand four? Yeah, he he might have known. I'll text <laughs> Marty right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so on to my next one then. Yeah. So obviously, two thousand five, you guys started making a name for yourself, which ultimately leads to the ISC title for you guys in two thousand eight. What was the progress yeah. like leading up to that point? I mean. Personally, for wow. you, was it a learning situation? Oh, absolutely. Um, for for me, every every game was a learning situation, and and I think I learned the most actually when Toddy came mm. and uh, joined our team because you know he's one of the top elite pitchers, and so you, you pay attention, right? Like yeah. I'm not a I'm not a haste bike. I'm not in his ear the whole time. What are you doing? Yeah, Why yeah. are you doing this? Something like that. But I do pay attention. And, uh, I learned that he kind of preserves himself throughout the things that don't mean as much. And so he's like early tournaments and different things. He might not push quite as hard. He might try to, you know, mix different pitches in that he normally wouldn't throw against that guy just to see how things are going, different things. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And then when it comes down to the matter, then he's there and he's ready and he way he goes. Right. And, I was always of the mindset of every time I go in the diamond, I got to try and throw the ball as hard as I possibly can every pitch. Right. Yeah. And then you'd get burned out and you get injured and everything else. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, I got to figure something else out here. Now, I wasn't blessed with a changeup like Todd Martin at all, but <laughs> I basically didn't learn one of them until I was, I don't know, 32. <laughs> yeah. It helps, though, eh? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, for me, you know, I did a lot of watching mm. the the elite teams, the elite players, how they, you know, go to, to an at bat, how they prepare for that next 
ball that might be hit to him, that kind of stuff. I did a lot more of of visually watching and, you know, listening to people talking the dugouts mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, to, to try to make myself better. Right. Because then oh, you see these elite pitchers like or or batters like Ryan Wolf and how they what they talk about what they see in the pictures and when, yeah. what they, you know, can I pick up a routine? Can I pick up a pattern? And you know what? Growing up, I never thought of any of that. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, grab the ball, throw them. They're like, okay, so if people are actually thinking of this. I got to keep that in my mind when I'm on the mound. <laughs> exactly. Am I getting a pattern? Am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you kind of learn that kind of that aspect of the game. And I didn't have that going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so for me, that was a big learn more for just listening to the guys talk and and how they go through things and how they approach the game, the bat, the inning. It, it changes every time. Yeah. You know, they go into the, it, it was just that, that's the part that I took a lot from the game from, from like Todd Martin and, and Ryan Wolf, Jody, I, you know, those guys I play with Todd Budke, he studied the game, Right. you know, like, and I never did that. So then I started to think, okay, if I can stay at this level or, have any success at this level, I'm going to have to start doing some of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you mentioned Wolfie there. I mean, he, he's one of the guys I would love to sit down and talk to. We haven't had a chance to yet, but uh, what was it like playing with Wolfie? Cause I mean, we've heard from different guys on here, like how good of a leader is. What What's he like? Oh yeah. Yeah. As, as far as a leader, there's, there's nobody better. Mm. I mean, he, he's not a in your ear rah, rah guy. Yeah. Um, but when he speaks, you listen, because mm. if he's speaking to you about anything, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he, he's not just talking to talk. Right. Um, if he comes and approaches the team as a team, there's everybody listens. Cause you know, it's Ryan Wolf. You know, he's one of the best in the game mm-hmm. to ever play the game. And so, <laughs> and for a guy that studies the game as much as he does and, and knows so much about it. You, you just you just listen. It, it doesn't. I don't know. For me, it was it was a huge respect thing when when he would uh, would even come and sit down and talk to you about whatever. Yeah. You you just listen, you know. Yeah. And and that's the way I took him as a leader that way. And on the diamond, I mean, it's hard to beat him on the diamond. Oh, Jesus. So, yes. Yeah. You know, the lead by example type thing over there. But but yeah, when he spoke, you listened. Same with Toddy. Toddy Mario, he, he'd say something, you know, there's usually a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he listened. So those guys, uh, they brought me a long way. Yep. Just by, I say, I was listening to what they got to talk about and how they led the team in different things. And But yeah, I mean, growing up from, from 03 to the to the 08, there was a lot of player changes, a lot of friends, you know, that got let go or or had to move on to a different team. Dale Levy being one of them. In 08, he went to Saskatchewan. We ended up oh. winning and beating them in the final. So that was kind of a... Uh, in your Jesus. face. That, that, <laughs> yeah. That must have been, you know, yeah. personally, that must have been a little little tough for you. It, it was, yeah. Like, yeah. I was happy as hell to win, of course, but, you know, I would have loved to win the first one with him. Yeah, yeah. We, we did get to win one together with Hill United, but... Yeah, but other than that, you know, it was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it sucks when people have to leave. You know, yeah, yeah, else. yeah, for sure. That's when they brought in that uh, the prawn rules. That's right too. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that made it that made it hard for teams to load up anymore. But uh, hey, right, good, yeah. good, good rule though. I mean, 
<laughs> they kind of had to bring it in. They they did. I wish they'd kind of modify it a little, but you know that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, you know if, you you might go out and have one really good week. Yeah, good point. Yeah, become prawn. Yeah, where uh, my feeling is, if you do it two years in a row, okay, you deserve to be on that list. Yeah, you can still get the the notification of being and the gratification of being all world without being punished as a prawn. That's right. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. If you do, if you did it two years in a row, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, you should have been on that prawn that prawn list for consistency. Yeah. 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 Like, like I said, I mean, you go onto a prawn list playing in the IC2s and you hit the shit out of the ball all the way through the IC2s and you get prawn. Now you can't even play for a team that you want to play for. That's right. Yeah, that's right too. Freak. Never done that. <laughs> anyway. So, um, I no, I no, I totally agree with you there. I, yeah. Very good point. Do you think you're going to be prawned, Randy? Is that, is that what the problem is right now? I'm never going to be prawned. <laughs> <laughs> Ever in my life. Well, that was the one thing that was always nice with Kitchener. We always had three or four pitchers, so nobody really got too many innings and to have to worry right. about getting that process. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's true. So we kind of worked our way through it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's jump to 2011. Pretty big year for you. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the ISC title with Jarvis first, uh, how, how did the jump to Jarvis happen anyway? Was Kitchener folding or, and you got um, asked to go on or? No, it was, uh, so 2011. So I went, Oh, let's see. 2011. Yeah. When Kitchener folded in, uh, 2010. So 2010, we lost to Jarvis in the finals right. in Midland. Yeah. And then, uh, I was fortunate enough to get asked to play with Jarvis um, the year after. So I joined them and, you know, one thing led to another and I ended up Adam uh, Fulker got hurt. So I was basically, here you go. Here's the ball. And <laughs> what, what run, Scotty, run. run. <laughs> yeah, that was about it, right? Like I probably would have got a few innings here and there throughout that world tournament if Adam was healthy, yeah. but I wouldn't have got what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not that I'm glad he got hurt, but I'm glad that I got the opportunity to try to do that. Of course. Well, from a personal standpoint, I mean, you taking the reins yeah. there, I mean, that obviously led to you, you know, being named to Team Canada, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I was in and out on a few camps here and there, but uh, I think that was the that was a straw that broke camel's back for them, for mm. me. Yeah. Um, knowing that I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, I was, you know, not young. I was 37 then. Wow, <laughs> man. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So, that's when, uh, so yeah. And then I ended up going to Columbia with Team Canada after that. That's right. Yeah. For, for qualifiers. Pan American Championship. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that cuz what's funny is I actually watched the the highlights of that the uh, the final there today. You guys were down one nothing going in the 6th. And then yeah. yeah. Everything broke loose for you guys in the in the 6th. Actually, I had a question about that. Who was who hit that home run? Who was wearing number 9? Andy Skelly. Skelly, that's who it was. I was trying to say yeah. who the hell is number 9? Man, he launched yeah. that one. 
Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a no doubter. The, the best, the best when they were playing back the video was watching Sandy on deck. Sandy was losing his shit jumping. Actually, <laughs> everybody was, but I mean, just watching Sandy because you, I mean, we freak we played with sandy here for for years and we know him personally and you know you know what obviously you know what sandy's demeanor like is you know being very, quiet, yeah. very quiet and then just seeing him just losing his shit was awesome to see on video <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah no that was uh that was a pretty cool tournament being somewhere like that you know you don't know, really know what to expect going to columbia and, you know police escorts every practice and game and anywhere you went and you know, he basically went out of the hotel onto a bus, got escorted to Ball Diamond, and yeah, you know, like, yeah and that was it. You know, yeah, you guys couldn't really do anything, could you? Too much. Yeah, you guys. Not really. No. We went out uh, after we won. We went out for a few drinks, a uh, couple bars. But <laughs> Had to watch your back. Sketchy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We we definitely stayed as groups. <laughs> yeah, I would say, Jesus, man. Yeah, but it but it was. I never felt in danger the whole time I was there. I mean, I was pretty comfortable the whole time. Mm. And I think everybody else would say the same. Yeah. yeah. Even, you know, like we were in danger or anything like that. Mm. <laughs> but the atmosphere was pretty cool. Like they, uh, I think it helped to land Venezuela because they really don't like Venezuela. So they were all cheering for us. So oh. <laughs> I noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. was actually going to ask you that. Cause when I noticed when, uh, when Skelly hit that home run that the crowd was like losing their shit and, and I yeah. was like, man, they're, they're down in that area. Why are, but now that you just said that. Well, honestly, you could, we could thank Jeff Ellsworth for that. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Of course. I think he gave away every single thing that said Canada on it to somebody. <laughs> in the he, he was the biggest PR guy going. It was insane. He was, chatting every single person up there that would speak English and didn't matter if they didn't. Yeah. But yeah, he'd be up in the crowd sitting with the kids and signing something, giving a batting glove to them. (laughs) That's cool. And he, and he pretty much emptied his bag. I think he went home with his glove and his spikes. Wow. That's awesome. That's great. But that's, he basically won the crowd over just being Jeff. Mm. Yep. And, and that was it was pretty good that's yeah. wicked i mean yeah, i think it right. took us about an hour and a half after the game to get 50 feet from the dugout to the bus wow because every single person wanted an autograph a picture or whatever it was that's it was awesome man. Cool. That yeah was, that was pretty neat for us for, well for me personally just you know like somebody wanted the shirt and i'm like oh man I said, you don't want this shirt it is soaked <laughs> like it was covered in sweat and they're like no 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 Take the shirt. i want the shirt i want the shirt like, peeling the shirt off my back and i'm like oh I, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and that that's where you uh actually listen to hilly and lolly's podcast that you did with them that's when you uh you, you were wearing that shirt from that the they were wearing for opening ceremonies oh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh break that was a funny story Oh yeah, I, that, I don't care. That was, and they were ugly shirts too. I just said I'm going to be an ass wear them and have some fun with it. <laughs> now you you had top pitcher of that tournament, didn't you? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We took a young staff to that tournament. So it was kind of funny. We were, you know, I don't know if I talked about that on the podcast or not with them, but. I uh, I wanted a meeting with the coaching staff because I said I can't do all that pitching or that stretching you guys do. That's <laughs> <laughs> not me. Like I'll be so sore, I won't be able to play. Yeah. 
And and the coaches said, well, you, you can't sit in the corner over there and have a cigarette. Like, you, you just can't do that. <laughs> I, I said, well, yeah, I know. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? I said, if you want me to pitch, I can't do all that running around and all that stuff. And I said, it'll kill me. And they're like, yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Just come up and sit with us in the stands and do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm friggin' 37. I'm damn near the coach's age. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Man. Didn't I hear, didn't, didn't you have to go to the training, the trainers for like to get <coughs> rubbed down and stuff? And they were like, Donnie, you didn't even pitch yet. And you're like, no, that's from stretching. <laughs> yeah, that was that was in 08. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I was with with the, with the team and we were doing all this. Like, we're going to do a warm-up. A warm-up to me is not 45 minutes of stretching and running and running. I, no, you're throwing 10 I rise balls, 10 drop balls. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I put my leg on a fence once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm no problem. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. I went to Bongo, got rubbed down, and I didn't even throw an inning yet. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's great. Um, yeah. All right, I got to talk about a uh, few of the senior Nats that you've, obviously, you've won three of them. What uh, What one was the most memorable for you? Um, probably, I would say probably Owen Sound. That would have okay. been the the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because I was on the mound at the end. Right. And, and that was the last, that was the last time that the Noose got beat before they went on an absolute tear. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that one there. Probably meant the most. That was 2011 as well. So I, uh, when I got done with the worlds, I my groin was done. Mm. So I didn't throw a whole lot throughout the week. A few innings here and there, trying to you know see if I could even do it. And that's a stupid rule that we still had to toe up. That uh, right. 2011. Yeah, we weren't allowed to step back. Oh shit, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm on the mound trying to toe up with a groin that's ready to explode and. I'm, I literally have this great big wrap around my waist, around my leg. If I stood, just stood there, my one leg would come off the ground with the groin wrap pulling it up that Holy much. Holy shit. Wow. So I'm like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> but when that, we got lucky, uh, you know, we, did, we won one game in the round robin. That was it. And then Wolfie showed up. Toddy Martin showed up. <laughs> that helps. We went on, yeah, exactly. And then we went on a run. And then we got to the finals, and Todd started the finals, and he came off. I don't remember the inning. If you te- if I text Toddy, he'd tell me the inning and who was up next. But I just remember him coming off, and he gives me the ball partway through, and he goes, if you can break 60, these guys are going to be fucked because I haven't <laughs> broke 60 all game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh shit. shit! That's great. That's great. Yeah. Actually, I think, uh, oh. yeah, I, I think Marty, when we talked to him on yeah. here, I, he mentioned about that game, and and I think w- one of the questions I asked him, like at that point, did you could you tell, like, with that Newfoundland team, that you know the future was probably going to be theirs? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the players they had, and they just, you know, 
hadn't figured out how to to finish off a game yet. Mm. Right? They were they're all still pretty young. They were but so much talent. It was just ridiculous. But they just hadn't, you know, it's the same thing with the Tampa Bay, you know, they just figured out how to win and they just hadn't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as they got that that first one, it was like, oh, it's over. Nobody's touching them. No. Yeah. Well, except for the Mastodons in 2017, right? Yeah, we did touch them. Yeah, except for the Mastodons <laughs> in 2017, yeah. They can't yeah, take that away was, from us either. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, the run they went on. Oh, fuck, they're good. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. They're legitimately, legitimately fun to watch, too. Like, just fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, nobody on the team's an asshole. No man. I mean, they no. Explode, they have fun. They're they're all yeah. good guys. I mean, they're not rubbing in no. anything that they're doing. Even no. if they're spanking, it's like they're still just good guys. Yeah, yeah, they are good guys. Yeah, you know, they don't they don't rub shit in the end. Like that's what I like about it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they know they're the best in Canada, bar none, for years there. Yeah, and but they're not really arrogant about it. No, no. not at all. Not so, at all. Like a huge respect for that. Yeah. yeah um, we, we do as well, for sure. One question I had to ask before we uh, go on to the final segment here. When you were you were with Scarborough there in 2013 in Stratford, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is one thing I remember. There was some, I, I think it might have been Nick D'Ambrosio playing short. Does he just talk the entire game and like it's just loud as hell? definitely is loud yeah <laughs> yeah that's one yeah. thing i remember i was i remember watching you guys play and i'm like who the hell is that yelling like at the top of their lungs and then i just yeah, remember well, being his, the shortstop his, yeah his voice uh is just one of those that <laughs> they carry really well <laughs> yeah oh, oh everybody can hear him on the diamond that's for sure but as a pitcher no, though it's gonna get you going yeah, it's it's fine. It doesn't bother me. I'm sure it bugs everybody else that you're playing against. Yeah, but, no doubt. <laughs> which is fine by me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you so they're, they're not focused at the bat. They're worried about that. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like that uh, Robbie O'Brien yeah, story. Yeah, I got injured that week. Oh, that's so right I, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Boland hit a screamer off the back of my pitching hand, and in the second game of the tournament. Yeah. Fucking bully. Fucking guy. Yeah. They're fucking guy asshole noofies. Shit. That one sucked. Yeah. That actually, Randy and I were talking about that tournament sucked. It was. Oh, yeah. It was. Fuck, terrible. that was bad. I, I would never have recommended Trafford ever again. <laughs> God. And that's my hometown. Yeah, yeah. Just a setup, I find. It was, it was yeah. just a weird setup. The beer tent. Yeah. Yeah. Or lack thereof. <laughs> or you could say or lack thereof. No food, no anything. Nah. It was weird. It, yeah, it was not well run. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we're, not, we're not bashing them. We no, do appreciate them running it, but for sure. Um Yeah, somebody had to do it. Yeah. yeah. Donnie, who's who's uh who's some of the toughest batters you faced over your career? Well, you just talked to him there not long ago. Last week, I think, Matty Waugh. Oh, it's all right. I could, not, I could never <laughs> figure out how to get that son of a bitch out. <laughs> yeah, he's not a bad hitter. No. Well, I think it's because I don't throw strikes. So if you don't swing at pitches that are just off the plate, yeah, which he yeah. does not. He just walks and walks and walks. <laughs> I'm in trouble because I need somebody chasing. I, I very seldom throw strikes unless I really have to. Yeah. Right? I think that's most pitchers, but yeah, he was just so disciplined. 
And I'm like, God, I'm always behind. And then you got to come on the plane and then you hit the goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, God, you know what? I'm just going to give you first with a one in the rib. <laughs> you might as well. What? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. The thing is, he has all he, the tools. He was on. always one of my, I would say he was one of my toughest, toughest outs. Yeah. Um, Reese Casely, he had my number. Mm-hmm. He wasn't bad. Uh, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I, I struggled getting him out as well. <laughs> But I did like throwing his keys. They're all right-hand batters, and they all swung hard. Yeah, yeah, that, that's perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, and they didn't like the ball inside, so <laughs> nobody does <laughs> when you're throwing it 400 yeah, miles an hour. <laughs> it, it was it was great. I, I actually didn't mind playing against them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, we're gonna when we get on the player association here. I do have. <laughs> I have Patty Shannon there, so, which I have a feeling that you're going to bring up, bring up the story from dust up and I'll let, I'll, I'll let you do that. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's get the player association. Uh, as you know, I'm going to throw out some names to you. If uh, just, you know, have a story about them, talk about them, whatever you want to do. Yeah. All right. First one we've mentioned on here quite a bit tonight. Uh, Marty, Todd Martin. Uh, ambassador of the game for me. Yeah. Yeah. Studied the game all the way through, and you know, just just a dynamite guy. You couldn't you couldn't find anybody that's a better guy than him. Mm. You know, whether it's on the diamond in the beer tent, telling stories. You know, just makes you come to the ballpark and makes the game fun. Yeah, absolutely. And doesn't hurt. He's you know one of the best in the game either. Fuck no. When you get to play with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy needs to go on Jeopardy yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, if they had softball Jeopardy, he would definitely my number one pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, uh, Adam Smith. So Smith, I really didn't get to play with much. No, I played against him a little bit. Like he was kind of going out of his, you know, his the, being that top top guy um, when I came in. So I didn't really get a lot with him. I mean, we'd sit in a beer tent, we'd chat for a bit, and he'd, you know, tell a few stories and talk about a few different players and, mm-hmm. you know, possibly how you can pitch them and do different things with. But I always enjoyed watching him play. Um, but I didn't really get a whole lot with Adam. Right on. Okay. Good choice, Randy. Uh, hey, man. I'm just going by, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I just I just pulled the stuff out of my hat. <laughs> just kidding. I do my research. Obviously, I didn't do enough. Um, Sorry, dude. Patty Shannon. Ah, uh, so Patty, you know, <laughs> he's a he was a love hate relationship for me a lot of the time. Um, for for sure at the start of the years, we, I I didn't really get along too well with Patty. Yeah. Mainly because of the antics on the diamond, you know the the little flip behind the back out to the pitchers now with the ball. It was a strike three. And, you know, that doesn't fly in Canada. No. <laughs> You're just showing people up and that's not right. So, I mean, he was on the receiving end of a few rise balls more than once. I think I got Patty about five times. <laughs> what shit. And the worst part was, I think three or four of them were in the head. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> And and that was definitely not on purpose. I never got no, no. anybody in the head. Yeah, it just kept diving up, and he'd dive in and whack it right in the head. But yeah, Patty was probably one of the best teammates I had. To be honest with you. Yeah, 
when he when he plays with you, he's one hundred percent with you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's still with the, the national team or not. You know, they can do their own damn homework. I'll do my homework for my team. Mm-hmm. Right. And that and that's the way Patty was. Like yeah. and just a dynamite guy. Yeah. I mean the very first time he came in, Madison, he's got this one piece suit on, it's a compression suit for flying. And it's like, what in the hell is he wearing? He so he's got scuba out of that because it looked like a scuba suit. And then uh, he came in, sat down in the first term. I think we were in Simcoe and sat down on the bed with us. Looks around in the room and he's like, shit, doesn't look like I need my elbow pad this year, does it, fellas? Like, what are you talking about? He goes, everybody that hits me is in this fucking room. <laughs> ah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that was basically the first time when any of us really met him. That's part awesome. Of the team. I was like, yeah, you'll be just fine. Oh, you'll fit in perfect. <laughs> great. What a great way to break the ice, though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, ab- oh, absolutely. Man. And, you know, like we'd drive to Allentown in, uh, in a motorhome. There'd oh, be wow. 11, 12 of us in a motorhome going to Allentown. And you know, start drinking from the time you get in it, and that's awesome. All the way there, don't play the next day, so everybody gets to bed decent time because we're all drunk. Yeah, <laughs> freaking. Uh, awesome. But Patty, Patty had every single thing. <laughs> see this picture this weekend. Here, do you want to see him? Here he is. Video, all his breakdowns, all of them, everything. Wow. But. He he just had no problem. Like I said, if if that was your team, he was one hundred percent in it. Oh, fuck, that's wicked. Well, that's yeah. Definition of well, ultimate teammate, right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We were playing kit in Kitchener, and uh, New Zealand was on the tour. And Patty was on their team, and he uh, they wanted information about our team because we were going to be playing New Zealand. And Patty's like, "No, this is my team. You get your own damn information." <laughs> nice. Wow. He says, "I I don't. I'm not." divulging stuff with for my team so for you guys to help that's not my i'm like gaining a lot of respect from them there and that was pretty early in too wow man that's awesome and, and honestly one of the best catchers i've ever thrown to i mean i look he's one of the guys where i didn't have to shake my head yeah right. every time he put his brain down that's what i wanted to throw anyway yeah yeah so i mean and jason saver same thing for me for that I love throwing the Andy in. What a great and segue. <laughs> That's a great segue yeah. to the next guy, Jason Sanford. <laughs> Adam Smith. <laughs> yeah, Sandy, well, you guys brought it up. He's pretty quiet, you know, but does his homework. Very quietly does his homework. He's got his book on the on the batters, you know. Like, love sit down with him, and we, we'd go over batters. But he was exact same as Patty. If mm-hmm. I was throwing the ball to, to, to Sandy... Every time he put his fingers down, I'd be going, yep. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what I want to throw. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, he was a guy that, and, and Patty as well, that learned to, to call the game for, for who's on the mound. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of catchers just call the, call the game to what the batter's up. Well, it doesn't work for every pitcher. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody throws something different. And both of them, like Sandy, I think that was one of the nice things when Team Canada had him catching. So we were, we were comfortable, and it was like, okay, I know exactly what you want, want me to do, and you know what I'm going to do. And right. and it just worked out great for me. And, and same thing going with, <laughs> you know, Jarvis and that. Like, I got to play with Sandy a lot. And 
just loved him as a person and, and really loved him as a catcher. Yeah. I hope and I got to see firsthand him coming into his own there in oh seven at the Nationals in Newfoundland when we were with the Brookfield Elks and he had a tournament that remember Hopi it was just yeah, like fuck yeah. It's just like out of nowhere. And all of a it's sudden like, he was he has, I don't know, every fucking ring you can imagine. Every yeah. Like the guy is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. And he's one of those guys, you know, you can, you know, after the game stand around, have a beer with and, oh, fuck and yeah. it's just enjoy having a conversation with him. Well, he still plays hockey with some of the boys. Yeah, that's right too. Yeah. Except yeah. we can't get him yeah. on the fucking podcast. I know he will not come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, you'd have to get him to talk too much. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. We said we take the equipment, <laughs> we take the equipment over to Picto. Yeah. He, he can, you know, do what he wants and we'll, we'll have the equipment there if he wants to talk. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a silent, you know, but always paying attention to everything that's oh, yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. He, you know, he, was, he was a sponge on the diamond and yeah, and yeah, one of, one of my favorite catchers for sure. That's right awesome. And last but not least, Red, Dale Levy. Dale Levy. You know, grew up 25 minutes from each other our whole lives didn't know each other until junior and we became probably i would say throughout junior we, we were best friends and and still are today you know we don't see each other as much because you know kids are busy and doing things but anytime we see each other it's it's like we have missed a beat right yeah. like yeah. he's just a dynamite guy go through a wall for you you know i remember going when we were now in town and we had a bit of bullshit go on with the Kiwis in the tournament before um, in Aurelia. And he was ready to kill people. <laughs> I'm like, right on. <laughs> I got I got that great big son of a bitch behind me. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember like the Kiwis used to do that big puff the chest on the stage and I remember Red in Centerfield would you fucking hit him and he's just screaming at me <laughs> like woo <laughs> we're, we're getting the shit kicked out of us it really isn't going to matter if I hit somebody right now <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. rather do it when it means something yeah. yeah but yeah no we've been best friends for a long time I mean I think I said before that with Hill Hill Lolly there that you know that I know he'd go through a wall to help me out, and I'd do the same for him. And like, he's just, just a dynamite guy. Dynamite guy as a teammate. I don't know that you'll find anybody to say anything bad about him. No, that's, that's awesome. right. Like, it, just a, just a great guy. That's right. And, 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 and the and funny thing is, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, no, the funny thing is, you just mentioned, you know, you mentioned on Hilly and Lolly about going through a wall. Hilly said the funniest goddamn thing when you said that about, you know, if I see Red and, and you. Coming for a wall, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be <laughs> <Yeah>. a door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, fuck, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah. Oh man. No, he's uh, he's definitely uh, number one for me in the in the ball field. You know, like I say, a junior all the way through. Right he's on. Just always, we've always been together, and we've always got along really well together. That's awesome. Good. That's awesome, Donnie. Um, so going forward, do you are you are you going to Masters next year? What's the plan as far as you playing goes? Well, I've been asked to go to BC, so I'm not. I haven't said no to it. Okay, that way. right on. Um, but yeah, I if I'm going to do it, I'm definitely going to try to play a little bit more through the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try because 
it's not like it used to be where you can just, yeah, we'll be good. Mm. No. No, no, you can't. No. <laughs> Age sucks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, somebody, somebody's got to beat Dino and, and Tosh and them out of the freaking Masters, for freak's sakes. They've been winning too many. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I I think I'm probably going to go um, next year. Um, I'm not sure if I should be staying a team right now or not, but... The two twenty twos, isn't it? For freak's sake, Jesus! No, it's not. <laughs> no, me no, saying you got to beat them. Ontario, yeah, team from Ontario that's gonna go out and uh, right that's good. Yeah, yeah. For fathers, well, I think there might be a couple. That's I good. Think, uh, the, the Shakespeare team, I think they're trying to get themselves uh, back together as a team, like from when they played it in Mute and I yeah. used together. That's I think awesome. they're trying to get everybody back together and, and do it. Right um, and then uh, I'm going to go, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out with, uh, yeah. with the other uh, Ontario team. Right on. And I'm sure there's going to be like, I'm sure BC's probably going to have a couple there and Alberta and Saskatchewan. Fuck. I wonder if peaches will be throwing. Fucking peaches, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> Fuck, Corey Groove. Jesus imagine? Christ. Rick yeah. Smith. Rick Smith. Probably, probably yeah, yeah. I know Groove will be there probably, but who? I don't know. Yeah. I know it won't be an Ontario team because we're not allowed to pick up anybody. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right, too. Yeah. I found a funny. I found a funny. We, we were allowed to have Elsie there this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, but it's a little different here. Yeah, Atlanta, Canada. Yeah, Ontario is fucking 85 million fucking people. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. True. Yeah, enough. but there's only freaking 50 that are still playing ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Anyway, Donnie. That's the problem. Listen, buddy. This has been awesome. I appreciate you taking the time, you know, or your schedule to, uh, to come on with us on the podcast. It was so awesome, you know, being able to line this up when we were over in Newfoundland. And uh, hopefully we get to uh, see each other in BC next year. Well, I think we can count on seeing each other there. Um, <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. And, oh, it was great seeing everybody and, and back in the game, you know, like taking that time off and you get back there and it's like, oh, it's just still the same old family. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. Anyway, Donnie, good talking to you. Yeah, thanks, right. Donnie. Best of luck uh, with your uh, coaching your daughter in hockey. <laughs> Have fun with All that, right, my thanks. friend. All right. Take care. All thanks right, again. All right, perfect. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. See you, man. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Right on. Sweet. Great talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? Going into this podcast, and actually, I, ta- I told you about talking to Lolly on the phone today. Yeah. And... Uh, I mentioned that we were talking to Donnie. I said, I said, Lolly, I said, I'm a little nervous with uh, seeing who's going to F-bomb out each other, Hopi or, or Donnie on this, on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, it was, yeah. I think it was pretty even keel yeah. there with, with you. Yeah. Uh, freak. That wasn't bad at all. No, that was awesome. Uh, I love the fact that he was not necessarily a late bloomer, but didn't start to play like the big stuff until he was later. In 29. Life. That's crazy, man, I to know. hear that stuff. And, yeah, like join join Team Canada in his thirties. Yeah, that's and man, got that's top awesome. pitcher. <laughs> yeah, that's, man, that's yeah. awesome. That's anyway. awesome, and I'm so happy to see him back in the game now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, taking three years off is a lot of time. Like, I can remember taking a year and a half off, and it was fucking a lot of work to. You're still trying to get. I'm back still out. trying to get back at it, and that was back <laughs> in 2001. Yeah, like fuck, man. But uh, no, awesome, awesome. Talk to Donnie and fantastic. Uh, and uh, like I said, him being back in the game is awesome. Yep. 
What do we got? Anything? Well, what are we doing any, next week? Any closing? Uh, oh, I got a big female guest coming on. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I really do. Sis Bates from uh, University of Washington alum. She's in Athletes Unlimited now. Uh, a lot of people can probably just Google Sis Bates and, or not Google, YouTube. Why would you Google? Either way, if you Google, it's going to come up. (laughs) But no, it's YouTube Sis Bates, and you're going to see highlight after highlight of her making plays from short. And she is unreal. Yeah. Unreal. So I'm really happy to be be able to sit down and talk to to Sis. It's going to be fun. Um, And then we have the coaches coming up. Coaches coming up in, in, I think, that by that time we'll be in early November. So catch them before they all take off to New Zealand. And uh, again, can't wait to, to really set up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get their thoughts on the game. Absolutely. Anyway, Hopi. Okay, buddy. That was a good one. Another week. Follow us, like us, subscribe. Classified. Take care. Sizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. 
With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.